It's time to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Kelly because she demonstrates that Christ is all over her. I love it. I emulate it in her. And I pray she's listening this morning. Good morning, listeners. It better be morning where you are because you know that God wants you to start your day with him. We're to get his attention and his intention upon rising. Don't forget it. And let us pray. Jesus, my Messiah, I praise you for triumphing over the powers of sin and death. Thank you for allowing yourself to be raised up on a cross and then raised from the grave. Cover me with your forgiveness and fill me with your spirit so that my one purpose will be to glorify you now and forever. Amen. Dear God, thank you that you are a loving, gracious God. Thank you that you have offered us forgiveness and the gift of a new life with you. Thank you that your love is perfect, it never fails, and that nothing can separate us from your love. We pray that our lives will be filled with the overflowing power of your love so that we can make a difference in this world and bring honor to you. We thank you for your help in reminding us that the most important things are not what we do outwardly. It is not based on any talent or gift, but the most significant thing that we can do in this life is simply to love you and choose to love others. Lord, thank you that your love is patient. Help us show patience with those around us. Lord, we thank you that your love is kind. Help us to extend kindness to others. Lord, thank you that your love does not take into account a wrong suffered. Lord, help us not to hold grudges, but choose to forgive even when it is difficult. Lord, help us to love as you love. Fill us with your spirit so that we can choose what is best. We are weak, Lord, but we know even as we are weak, you are strong within us. Thank you, thank you, thank you that it is not all up to us. Thank you that you equip us to face each day with the power of your love, your forgiveness, and your grace. And thank you, O Lord for sharing this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Father, this world seems to move faster and faster and I'm trying to keep up. But God, in the whirlwind, instead I get caught up. Like an unbeatable force, it pulls me in but I know eventually I cannot win. I must learn to rest in your perfect peace and though good, let 
all endeavors cease. Oh, that my feet would mimic your pace so that your joy would be set upon my face. Help me, Jesus, to slow down when you would. Help me, Lord, to rest as I should. Thank you for loving me just as I am. Thank you that rest is part of your plan. Amen. I said a prayer for you today. I prayed that God would lift you up in his hand, comfort you with his love, wipe every tear from your eyes, and strengthen you to face the day. I prayed that God would remind you that you're never alone and can imagine him by your side. Amen. And remember, listeners, where there is faith, there is love. Where there is love, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is God. Where there is God, there is no need. Amen. Join me in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. Who? The Lord. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You will fear what? I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Sit tight, listeners. Be right back. Don't move. There's a book called Praying in the Name of Jesus by Ann Spangler. And I found this, uh, pas- this passage pretty cool. It says, many ancient peoples believed that oil rubbed onto the body could impart strength, health, and beauty. Since oil was a staple of life in biblical times, used for lighting, cooking, medicine, cosmetic purposes, hygiene, and hospitality, it served as a symbol of both wealth and joy. An abundance of oil was evidence of God's pleasure and scarcity symbolized his displeasure. Interesting. 
Oil was also used for sacred purposes, such as consecrating altars and vessels for worship, indicating that they had been set apart for the Lord's purposes. People could also be anointed and set apart for the Lord's purposes. Though some of Israel's high priests were anointed when they took office, Israel's kings, especially those descended from David, were anointed with oil rather than crowned. According to rabbinic tradition, olive oil mixed with spices like cinnamon, calamus, and myrrh poured on their heads in a circle formed a crown. This anointing signified the king's right to rule. It meant that God had blessed him with authority strength and honor. When the prophet Samuel anointed David as king, David was also given the gift of the spirit and according and accorded the Lord's special protection. In time, oil became a symbol for the Holy Spirit, which imparts divine favor, power and protection. The English word christen means to anoint and it comes from the Greek verb creo. The New Testament identifies Jesus as Christ the anointed one no less than 530 times. Jesus however was not anointed with oil but with the Holy Spirit at his baptism in the Jordan River. The early Christians understood that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah, in a unique sense. Like no king before him, he was called to heal the rift between God and his people. Christ fulfilled his mission as the ideal king in a completely unexpected way, confounding his contemporaries who expected the Messiah to be a powerful earthly king who would deliver Israel from its enemies. In order to avoid being forced into playing this political role, Jesus avoided the title of Messiah throughout most of his life. Finally, shortly before his death, he answered the high priest's question, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus confessed, Yes, I am. Amen. Thought that was beautiful. And I got a lot of oil, <laughs> lots of oils over here. Okay, stay right there. Be right back. I love In Touch Magazine. It is such a good teacher. Um, it says, have you ever experienced a situation that seemed impossible to endure? And then years later, you realize that the trial prepared you for things to come. The scriptures tell us that the Lord sometimes allows us to be sifted for greater service. In other words, He may give the devil permission to affect an area of our life and then thereby 
transform us into a stronger witness for him. Jesus explains this process to Peter. He says, the devil has demanded to sift you men like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Yes, Jesus knew what was coming. His death, his resurrection, and his ascension. And he expected Peter to lead the disciples and accomplish great things for the kingdom. Sadly, Peter wasn't ready. So the Lord allowed the devil to sift Peter. In doing so, God separated the wheat from the chaff, the righteous areas of Peter's life from the ungodly areas. Ultimately, the disciple grew from the experience and played a key role in spreading the gospel. Had God not allowed this sifting, Peter would not have been prepared for the events to come. <coughs> Listeners, ask God to bring into focus similar ways that he is using difficulties for your ultimate good. I love it. Amen. God's way day by day says, 1 John chapter 4, verse 21, He who loves God must love his brother also. The way you feel toward another person is not an automatic consequence of what that person did. It is a matter of what you have allowed yourself to feel. The truth is we are all different human beings with differing perspectives, differing ideals, and different ideas about our world. But those differences should not cause brokenness among us. We should be able to live in peace with each other. One valuable trait that will enable people of differing values to have satisfactory friendships with each other is that they have loyalty toward each other. Loyalty allows us to disagree on certain things and yet be committed to our friendship and a long-term association. Amen. I receive it. God's purpose for your life. Timing is everything. You see it in war. Attacking at the wrong instant could cost the battle. In the operating room, mistimed procedures can result in tragedy. In sports, financial investing, business negotiations, and personal relationships, moving in haste can mean disaster, while waiting until the right moment can result in a big victory. The most essential area for timing is in your walk with Jesus and his plan for your life. 
You see it throughout the scripture. Saints such as Abraham, Joseph, Moses, and David were all developed, matured, and strengthened in the seasons that they waited on God. And at the perfect time, God made all his promises come to pass. And that's Joshua chapter 21. I know it can be very frustrating and wearying if you've been praying for something for a very long time. Because it hasn't happened yet, it may feel like it never will. But if the vision you have is truly from God, there's absolutely no reason to fear. He will certainly keep his word to you as he has always done. So stop fretting and trust that he's moving in the unseen and will fulfill all he said at the perfect time. Jesus, I trust your timing and your plan. Help me be patient. Help me be faithful. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. Is there a sense of peace and fulfillment in your life that nothing can shake? This is because contentment has nothing to do with material things, relationships, or achievements. In fact, Making any of those the source of your security usually creates problems and massive turmoil. Only the Lord Jesus can bring about true contentment in a person's life. It's important to understand that Paul was not only strengthened when he was struggling, when he was suffering, when he was hungry, or when he was abased. Christ supported and comforted Paul in all states, including when he was full, when he was abounding, safe, and without adversity. Jesus, you are my peace and contentment, and I set my heart on you. Amen. Psalm 45, verse 3. Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. You know the Lord speaks to you and shows you what to do through his word. He answers your questions. Yes, he does. Shows you what step to take next. Yes, he does. And gives you understanding. Yes, he does. This is why Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. This way you can know the Lord's plan because he reveals it to you always through scripture. We can make the mistake of thinking God's word you know, as a flashlight that passively sits in our hands. We point it out in front of us to make sense of what's ahead. But the light of scripture functions more like when God led the people of Israel 
out of Egypt as a pillar of fire. The Israelites did not direct him. Rather, he actively led them. When you're using a flashlight, you can miss the path entirely if you don't know where to point. But when God is a pillar of light ahead of you, he makes turns that don't often make sense, but that ultimately get you on the right road. Therefore, never treat your time in scripture as passive. Instead of saying, Lord, how can I resolve my problem? Lord, how can I solve my problem? Lord, just lead me. That's all you've got to ask. Then you follow his light wherever he takes you. And I guarantee you, you're on the right path. Jesus, lead me. Illuminate the path through your word. Amen. Love it. Stay right there, listeners. Be right back to conclude the podcast. God placed this message on my heart, I believe. He said to trust yourself. Yes, indeed. You have permission to trust yourself. A lot of us run around and we are putting trust in others and they disappoint us. Of course, you are to trust God, but God is also saying, go ahead. Trust yourself because we are the ones that are praying to God. We are the ones that are hearing from God. So put some trust in yourself to believe that what you're hearing from God is true and true enough for you to act upon it. Hey, I'm freestyling listeners, just letting you know what's on my heart. Man is fallible. Christ is imminent. Put your trust in God and that will give you an inner trust in yourself because If you are indeed putting your trust in God, then everything you do is going to be guided by him, led by him, directed by him, guided by him, just handled by him. So trust yourself that you've made the right direction to follow him. The right decision to follow him. And you have. God is good every day. 
And we need to be good to ourselves every day. And if someone breaks your trust, that's okay. Forgive them and move on. Just make sure your bond between you and your God is super strong. Trust in that strength. Trust that that bond between you will not break ever. And that, my listeners, is how we're going to get through this life. Just put all your trust in God and then trust yourself to stay in that frame of mind. Amen. I don't know. I hope it touched somebody. (laughs) Thank you for coming to pray with me today. We just got these blessings started. I feel them pouring down on us. Have a glorious day. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.